Hi everyone, I'm Ashley Wellington and this is the Campfire. Today we are heading into 6A teams and starting with District 3 6A. After realignment, this district consists of Crowley, Trinity, Boswell, Pascal, Chisholm Trail, LD Bell, North Crowley, and Weatherford. Trinity has won 16 straight district games, so they will most definitely have a bullseye on their back. Let's start things off by analyzing these teams in our film session. The Trinity Trojans enter the season as the clear favorite, but are introducing a new head coach, Aaron Lineweaver. We know the Trojans will continue to be strong up front on both sides of the ball, and this year's feature back will be Gary Maddox. Nazir Alasilman could open up things as a receiver in the passing game for Trinity. Defensive-wise, Oklahoma State commit Ricky Lolohea and Corey Johnson will help shut things down. Weatherford finished second in this district last year and they return quarterback and linebacker Ryan Clark for the 2022 campaign. North Crowley should also contend for a playoff spot behind Defensive Player of the Year Samaje Burrell. Boswell's Ezra Carter was a first-team All-District running back last year and he will hope to lead the Pioneers to another postseason appearance this year. Chisholm Trail will have experience behind center with Jesse Contrell, while LD Bell will look to defensive difference maker Trey Wilson to help secure some wins. Fourth Pascal went winless in the district last year, but has a dynamic athlete in Chris G, who is hard to stop. Crowley moves up from 5A and hopes to make some noise in the district as well. Even if the Trojans are the odds-on favorite, there are still three playoff spots up for grabs, and there should be some tight competition for those. All right, let's dig even deeper into 3-6-A as we bring in our Inside High School Sports Insider, Matt Diggs, along with producer Ward Fasold and our district breakdown. All right, district breakdown time. There he is, man. Professor Diggs, he's talking, we're talking 3-6-A. We've moved up to the 6-A districts. 3-6-A has Trinity. We have a new team in Crowley, and we lost Halton. But who do you think is going to win this district? I guess that's a dumb question. But where do you think the tiers lie on this one? I love hearing your tiers uh, formations. Haltem, you're fired. Uh, and, and for Haltem, uh, I think they would prefer to be in this district. Uh, but it is what it is. We have to realign. And uh, Crowley, that 35 West Corridor is exploding with growth. And, and I think we're going to see even more of that 35 West uh, infusion over here to the District 36A as we go in the future. Trinity is definitely the number one team, and, and, and they are in the tier by themselves. I think the second tier is going to be uh, where there's going to be a little bit more debate. In the offseason, uh, we have a new coach at Trinity, and it's going to be a name that a lot of people set, uh, are familiar with, Aaron Lineweaver. And, uh, you know, how is he going to fare as the, as the man? And obviously, he's kind of grown up in this program, so he's very familiar with kind of the intangibles of the community and kind of the expectations. But Trinity has, has some outsized expectations. They're, they're pretty much considered one of the teams of the decade, uh, one of the teams of the new millennium. Uh, so there is some big pressure on Eulish Trinity, and uh, it, it's their first time without Ollie in a few years. So how are we going to uh, fare? And, and as always, Eulish Trinity, the pipeline is there, the talent is there, and they got Gary Maddox coming back, and, and, and that's a pretty big name to have coming back. He was a, a pretty good compliment to Ollie last year, uh, kind of that one-two punch. Uh, 
a lot of people are really talking about this young quarterback coming in for Euless Trinity, Ethan Williams Wright, uh, kind of uh, having some comparisons to some of the other quarterbacks at Trinity over the last few years as as being up there in, in, in that same tier. Uh, and Demarion Dean coming back at running back, Buddy Leota coming back at running back. Obviously, uh, Trinity is not changing anything. We're, we're going to see lots of backs. We're going to see lots of misdirection. Uh, but you know, when they got to throw the ball down the field, they've got some players to catch it. Uh, Nasir Allah and Jarvis Haimuli. Uh, and their defense is looking pretty good as well with uh, Ricky Loahea and uh, Devin Ubaha uh, coming in at uh, nose guard and linebacker. So uh, I think Trinity is clearly the number one team. Do you have any names you want to try to pronounce? Because I know you've been uh, practicing for this moment. Uh, I need a little bit more practice. Let's go to tier two, and then uh, we'll see if I can throw some names at you. Throw, throw, yeah, you got to work it out. It, 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 it's a, we love, we love Trinity uh, for for that, and we love uh, the tier two because I think tier two is when we're going to have our fiercest competition. Uh, and uh, for those, I got three teams in tier two, and I think these are going to be your other three playoff teams. But I think you could flip the order, and you can make compelling arguments either way. Uh, I've got Weatherford at number two. Uh, I've got North Crowley at number three, and I've got Saginaw Boswell at number four. Uh, coming into it, I actually thought I was going to have Boswell either at two or three. Uh, but as I did my research to prep for this, uh, North Crowley really won me over with their defensive talent that they got coming back. Uh, Dewan Lacey, obviously a big name at uh, running back. Uh, that you have to keep an eye on. But Keith Hodge is blown up this summer. Uh, and as a, a lot of people think he might be one of the best safeties in the nation coming in the next couple of years. Uh, Samahi Burrell, uh, a really stud linebacker. Uh, Damu Montgomery at quarterback. Jordan Norton at defensive end. Uh, Yathiel Pastrana at defensive tackle. These are players I expect to be the core of North Crowley. Uh, but the question is, who's going to help Dewan Lacey out on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, that's why I was a little hesitant to move them to number two because Weatherford, I think, has a lot of those answers. And and we talked about last week, Ward, how important the infrastructure is, the offensive line. Weatherford has quietly and consistently been one of the best offensive line and defensive line teams over the past uh, 10 years, uh, really developing that talent over there. I guess some of that Alito influx uh, in Parker County and the Brock influx has uh, has uh, trickled its way down into Weatherford. Uh, a lot of people are going to be talking about the big name and Ryan Clark coming back at quarterback. Uh, kind of gives you those uh, the, the Vanderbilt vibes uh, from old Kenny over there. Uh, can he kind of uh, duplicate that success? I guess we'll find out. Uh, Wyatt Reeves, a good uh, target at receiver. Uh, Melvin Polk, a good tar target at receiver. Carson Daniel, the top of that offensive line, I think uh, Weatherford is going to be really good offensively. Defensively, they've got a couple of players that I think will, will uh, give them that boost in Trey Rucker and Keats Bohannon. Uh, Weatherford has a chance to be really good this year. Not quite Trinity good, uh, but top of that second tier. You got North Crowley, the top of the third tier. Uh, Saginaw Boswell is a very talented team as well. So I could see Boswell beating either of those teams. One or two turnovers, maybe a couple of young kids that are, weren't on our radar who are starting to perform. I could really get Saginaw Boswell. A couple of years ago when they made the playoffs, uh, they had uh, with, with some freshmen were really contributing. And now you see them coming up 
uh, and starting to really contribute at the varsity level. Uh, Sawyer Farr is a quarterback I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, Nicholas Hawthorne at receiver. Uh, then you got Jack Fuller and Henry Marvey on the defensive side of the ball. I think Saginaw Boswell is going to be very good. So I think we're going to have a very solid three competing for that second playoff spot. It's going to be fun to watch those games in that tier. Uh, but I do think there's going to be a drop-off uh, from there to that next tier. It's true. I was talking to Coach Abishan about Sawyer, uh, Sawyer Farr because of his, uh, you know, newcomer of the year and all, but he's such a big baseball player. They're throwing scholarships at him left and right with baseball. So he had, he actually put off spring, his, his spring warmups until they got to the summer so they could actually have him in there working out with him. But talking about the next tier there, you got some, uh, you got Chisholm Trail in, in Boston, or excuse me, in, in Pasco. And of course, Crowley just moved up and, and then Trinity's younger brother, L.D. Bell. Uh, what do you think out of those four? I, I know with our main headquarters over there in Ulysses, we, we love talking about L.D. Bell. L.D. Bell is getting better every year. They're just not quite getting up to that playoff level. T.J. Dibble has done a good job over there uh, last year and in, into this year. They've got a really talented running back coming back in Jalen David. Uh, they're expecting Cameron Harvath to, to step in at quarterback, a good receiver, and Matt McGrath. I think uh, you're going to have Crowley and L.D. Bell fighting for that uh, fifth place and sixth place there, and they're going to be kind of looking at those other three teams, uh, trying to knock one of those teams off to get into the playoff battle. I do think there is about a two to three touchdown gap uh, between uh, the bottom of uh, Boswell, North Crowley, and Weatherford, and the top of L.D. Bell and Crowley. Uh, and Coach Rosendas, he continues to amaze every year. We call him the master chef in our uh, media mafia world because of what he continues to craft up and uh, taking underdogs and moving them to that next level. He did that at South Hills. Uh, he, he looks to be doing that at Crowley. Uh, Crowley has a couple of really talented players and Trayshawn Ford and Nicholas McGinty that you need to keep an eye on for the next uh, year. Uh, I, again, with this district, I think uh, Weatherford, North Crowley, and Saginaw Boswell have gotten so much better over the last couple of years uh, that Crowley and, and L.D. Bell are going to have to continue on that path and get up into that next level. Uh, I don't think they're quite there yet. Uh, and then at the bottom tier, uh, I've got uh, Chisholm Trail 7 and I got Pascal 8. Uh, I have Chisholm Trail and Pascal as kind of a coin flip right now. Uh, Coach Boat over there is rebuilding that uh, Chisholm Trail program. Uh, every, the talent seems to migrate on, on the Boswell side of things instead of Chisholm Trail or Saginaw. Uh, but uh, Hayden Norwich is a, a name to keep an eye on on the offensive line on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Kelsey Shimpamba is a name to watch on the defensive end side of the ball. And then Chris, uh, Chris G over on at Pascal at safety and Tommy Bell at uh, running back, two names to keep an eye over at Pascal. And then Crowley, we know got that new stadium coming up, so it should be ready for me to head out there and, and make a Fort Worth, uh, you know, west side, of the, west side of the thing trip to shoot some games out there. I want to ask you one more question about Trinity before we leave. Is it Sure. They are, you know, they've got the pedigree. They had that run where every other year they're in the state final game. Uh, does it hurt or help them to be in a district like this where, you know, if, if the other team's offenses or defensive lines aren't up to snuff, then they're probably going to roll over them. And we talked a lot about this with Lancaster and the Dallas ISD things and, and soccer too. How much does it hurt not to be in a district with South Lake like they were in the past and teams like that where at least, at least have one or two games where, you know, it, it's a coin flip. 
Well, that's what non-district is for, hopefully, with them. And this year, you know, Trinity has kind of been used to running over everybody and winning games by five, six touchdowns and uh, having the second half be just, you know, ground and pound, 10-minute drives with the second team. Uh, I think Weatherford, North Crowley, and Saginaw Boswell are all capable of beating Trinity this year, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I, I think those games are going to be – one two score games and if trinity gets a little bit of the of, of the fumbleitis you know here or there a couple of turnovers either of those three teams are talented to beat them this year uh and, and because trinity i don't think has the talent that they've had in the past i don't think trinity is a surefire top three top five team in the metroplex right now so you, you get trinity more at a, maybe a 10 spot and you got weatherford uh, north crowley Saginaw, boswell maybe 20 to 25 in the area i think there's a lot more parity for trinity to push them up to that uh, to try to get back there. Now, if they come in come in with a chip on their shoulder, what line weaver finds that magic back, and they start to roll over everybody, I start to think because they're in, in the top half of the uh, of the Region One bracket where they play the West Texas teams pretty early. I think they have a good chance to maybe go three or four rounds. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I think they're going to be tested this year, Ward. I don't think it's going to be the old uh, nobody is within five touchdowns of them kind of Trinity Trojan team. Uh, Weatherford and North North Crowley and Saginaw Boswell have all gotten better, and I think they look at Trinity now as no longer that elite team uh, to fear, and I think that Trinity is going to have to put some fear back into this district and earn their way back into that respect. All right, let's go. Run me one through eight down one last time before we go. Absolutely. Trinity, even though we, we, we were challenging them in the uh, Metroplex and then the statewide uh, thing, I still have them as number one. we got Weatherford, number two. I've got North Crowley, number three. Uh, Saginaw Boswell, number four. L.D. Bell, number five. Crowley, number six. Chisholm Trail, number seven. And Fort Worth Pascal, number eight. All right, well, next week we will talk 4-6-8, and uh, we'll wait to talk to you next week. See you next week for some South Lake Keller talk. <laughs>
The Pioneers are one of the teams hoping to grab a playoff spot in 2022. Orange was caught up with their head coach, John Obshon, to talk about the district and the Pioneers' hopes of making it to the postseason in our media day segment. All right, it's media day. We are talking 3-6-A, and we are joined with Boswell head coach, John Abenshain. Coach Ab, which is what I'll call you, and talk about this district because a lot of people look at it as – Trinity and the others, like some sort yep. of uh, Diana Ross and the Pips type thing or whatever. No doubt. But t- you guys were a playoff team last year, and, mm-hmm. and you guys fought through the rest of the district. I know Trinity is a tall, tall task, but that's the ultimate goal is to get that district title and knock them off as well. So talk about how things went last year, and this district looks fairly similar to, to the year before, except you're adding uh, Crowley and, and yeah, Crowley. Now it's it's uh, you know I think we get a bad rap because of the Trojans and and but uh, of of them being the only one and and uh, and they're they're going to be awesome they're going to be good again Coach Line Weaver is coming in junior and he is uh, I don't think there's any different than the senior and so he's they're going to be they're going to be tough and solid and they're going to play good football but um, you know I, I think uh, North Crowley. Um, and uh, Weatherford have a lot to say about that as well. We didn't beat them either last year. And, uh, and so, uh, but the thing about our district, when we went up against uh, 4-6-A, we went two and two against them and, uh, and pushed, you know, that third game. And, and um, uh, you know, it's, and they're, they're solid as a rock too. So um, the thing is, is that uh, we're all going to push each other uh, equally. And, and um, but you're, you're, when you start breaking down the teams, each team has a dynamic that is, has to prepare for, you know, the ones that I mentioned, North Crowley's got, they've got some kids that are just awesome. And, you know, the new, they, in, in Trinity's got coach line, we were coming in new. You got uh, coach uh, Gates coming in to North Crowley and he brings a lot of juice and that thing's going to be rolling after coach Allen left, you know, uh, Aubrey, getting into Weatherford and the stuff that he runs. I mean, it's, if I didn't have to play them, I really would enjoy watching them on offense because they get in about 600 formations and what they're doing and all that stuff. And then like, and I really believe the coachings uh, in, in our district is, is, is really quality. You know, coach Killo at, at, that's out at pass with coach Bodie has got a great group coming back at, at Chisholm trail. Uh, coach Dibble is in his second year at LD Bell, and he just comes from, you know, great quality and really building something there uh, for the Blue Raiders. I mean, they they fought us for the last playoff spot in the final game last year, and so um, you know, and then you talk about Crowley coming in, JJ Resendez. The Pioneers haven't beat them. We were in the district. We hadn't beat them. I it may be a couple decades since we beaten the, the Eagles. So um, it's going to be awesome. I mean, we, we're going to push each other. And uh, and it's and it's trying to get ready for that next level. Well, the cool thing about your team is you can sit down and you can look at your roster, and all of a sudden you're seeing not only the offensive newcomer of the year, but the defensive newcomer of the year. So you mm-hmm. got you got youth that is has already proven themselves with Sawyer and Jaden. Talk talk about those two guys, and then we'll talk a little bit about Azure Carter a little bit later on. No doubt. Um, you know, Sawyer was, uh, and this, this is a group that the seniors, I'll talk about them a little bit, but they, um, two years ago, our first year in 6A, our last game against LD Bell, um, you know, we started 13 sophomores and three freshmen. And you talk about batting down the hatches. It was like a JV team rolling in there. And, 
And I was so proud of them just because of, they battled through it. My coaches uh, overcame so much adversity. And it was, and so we're starting to see the, uh, the, the, you know, uh, the fruits of our labor of coming to, to terms. And so Sawyer was a freshman in that game. And he was a receiver two years ago. And uh, second half, we look at him and say, by the way, you're going to quarterback. And his eyes were, you know, about that big. And he got in. And we, we found a way to win. And Jaden was a freshman. And we moved him up. And he's a, um, he's a special talent. Sawyer's a, a, a phenomenal baseball player, committed to Texas A&M to play baseball for them. And, you know, even though it's A&M, I'm really proud of him. Uh, but uh, he's a uh, – uh, it's just a dynamic, multi-sport kid. And, and – um, handles it both very well, very level-headed, and and uh, it, it it doesn't get to him. And so he was able to take over as a quarterback last year, and and uh, from jump, and you just saw week by week the improvement. And you know he got COVID the very first week, and then we had to come back, and then every week we got better and better and better. And then by the time we hit Eaton, you know that that first playoff game, he really shined. And the exact same thing you say about Jaden, you know. Jaden is a is a pretty kid. He kind of breaks the mold of the Boswell kid. He, he's taller than than five eleven, and so we're, we're he is a uh, he is a good looking dude, and he he is he's got a great motor at that defensive end, and he's continually improving and and uh, and just creates uh, chaos in in his game, and that's in that defensive line. Uh, that's really what all you can ask because he's he's a uh, he's a special kid. When you talk about motor, you got to talk about your running back, Ezra, Ezra Carter. That's a nice one-two punch there with Sawyer and Ezra. Mm-hmm. Talk about what he brings to the table uh, and how he, you know, he picked up 1,500 yards last year. Yeah. Just talk about how he's, he's one of the better running backs in this district. Well, to tell you how good a head coach I am, um, that Bell game I talked about, he ran for 60 yards because we were about on our sixth running back that night. And, and, uh, and I'm so good that I move him back to outside linebacker, not, you know, at the very first of the season and then the first game. So he didn't even touch the ball. And so, you know, we played 10, 11 games that year because we lost the COVID game. And so in 10 games, he ran for 1,500 yards. So they have to overcome me a lot of times. But Ezra is one of those kids that you love to coach. He has got great strength. He's got great vision. Even while he played outside linebacker and he's going, I'd really like to play running back. He was, he was phenomenal at that position and creating a lot of plays. In fact, the first game that we put him against Centennial, he went both ways, played outside linebacker, ran for, I think, a couple hundred yards in that game. And, and uh, we didn't put him back at outside linebacker after that. And so he, he is, I think it's, it's, it's his strength and vision and his trust of the offensive line that, that, um, really has enabled him. And you, you ask him, he would tell you his offensive line leads him. And he's, he's, he, gets, he gets hit and he won't go down. And I think, and, and it goes back to his work ethic. It's not, it's not a deal. It's not a fluke. It's the effort that he puts into the weight room. And, and he's one of my captain's counsel. And so it's fun to watch him lead the way that he runs the ball. It's, it doesn't, he doesn't let stuff uh, drag him down. He doesn't let adversity. He just kind of figures out a way. Let's find a way and let's do it. And, and, uh, He's a, he's a tough dude. I'm glad he's on my team. Well, you're talking about the offensive line. It looks like a lot of graduation hit a little mm-hmm. bit there. And if there's one position in this district that you need some uh, you need some meat there is at the O-line mm-hmm. when you're battling those Tongans. We're not going to get to play seven-on-seven on, seven on Friday night. So I think that's that's been eliminated from the possibility. But, no, we, we graduated some awesome kids. You know, Chris Lister's heading to, to Navy and Clayton Obispo is going to – uh, he's he's going to play beyond. And, and uh, a lot of seniors – uh, Mason Monk and Austin Lyon. I mean, just dudes that 
that were were great. And then, uh, but we got some cats that got some great experience too. And so Elijah Brand and Connor Austin come back with some uh, really good experience. And then we we've got some work to do. Casey Staples, our lung coach, he's uh, uh, he's he's going to earn his keep because it's it's been a deal. And yeah, I, I've heard Trinity's got some big kids. So um, we're, we got some. Uh, they all, I mean, they all do. I mean, uh, heck, uh, Weatherford quarterback is bigger than most of our linemen. So we got a whole lot of issues beyond just just that. But uh, no, it's that's we we knew that that was our cross to bear, and and uh, because it is, it's one up front, and um, we, that's our that's our job is to get those big boys ready. And, and luckily, Connor and Elijah are two captains council members, and they're great leaders, great weight room guys, and and uh, so. Uh, who's going to play on the offensive line? That's a great question. I'll, I'll let you know uh, when we get there. Well, before I let you go, let's talk a little bit about your non-district. Uh, who do you have on the schedule, and what do you hope to get out of those games to get you prepared for district play? You know, it worked out really good when realignment came out. It kind of shook everything up with what we had and, and uh, what we were looking at. And so that, that snow morning when we were all sitting on the couch, uh, you know, locked away, I started making phone calls left and right because everything went haywire. So we're gonna we're gonna our first game. We hadn't played Saginaw for the wagon wheel, um, and that's our crosstown rival. They're five eight. Mike Peters is coming back. He's gonna lead them, and that's our first game out of the year. We haven't had that game. And that's a big game here in our community. And it's it's uh, and by the way, they have the wagon wheel chained up on in their field house uh that my daughters have seen at powerlifting meets or whatever and they remind me of that all the time so we haven't played them in two years so that is up for for grabs is, is the wagon wheel game so that's going to be the first one here at pioneer stadium and then one i'm really excited about just uh, as well as kirk thor and the the lake ridge uh, uh guys from mansfield man they're that's going to be that's going to be a great I, kirk thor came over here when he was at mansfield high head coach way back when in 04 and played here and and uh and and he's just he just brings a, a a great level of of coaching and 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 really the integrity that he he coaches with is is pretty awesome and then an old district rival just kind of fell and it, it and coach tucker at halton we're going to go over there and play at the fact on a thursday night and um so all three games really you, you had mentioned it's our offensive line getting our line to trust each other and it doesn't matter if you're three and zero, zero and three, one and two, two and one. It doesn't make a difference. It's it's getting ready for the march because if you're three and zero and lose all your district games, you're putting up helmets and playing basketball. So we wanna we wanna march on and play. We got to get ready. You know our goal is to win every one of them. But we I, I got to get these guys gelled together and play like a bunch of champions because they're awesome kids. I mean it's it's a blessing to coach here at Basel because they. Man, they work hard, and uh, I'm excited about what what next season brings. Absolutely, and so it's it's actually one of those districts where yes, you want to make those top four, but when you look at your next uh, opponent, you want to make the top three so you don't mess around with those dragons either. So I, I heard I heard South Lake's in that district. I, I, <laughs> I hear they're Coach Riley's still there, so they, I think they're going to be pretty good. I hear they might be good. Well, I appreciate yeah. you joining me, Coach. And good luck this upcoming season, and, and especially with your summer uh, summer workouts coming up in August. I appreciate you, man. Keep up the great work, and uh, we'll talk again, okay? All right. That's going to do it for this week's show. Join us next week when we talk 4-6-A and those Carol Dragons.
Hawks. You can keep up with everything on the high school football scene on our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram accounts. Until next time, I am Ashley Bullington, and thank you so much for watching the campfire.